two of Live from Davos, the Mel Kay Show with the incredible Noor Ben Laden. How are you doing there over there at the World Economic Forum day two? Pretty good, pretty good. I added an extra layer of clothing, so I'm uh, faring better today. But it's really great to be with you again, Mel. Oh, thank you so much. You're such a trooper. I wanted to cut to real quick one video and get your take on it after the last 24 hours has been quite a, uh, a dramatic shift in our uh, culture and world. Yes. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? Shortly? I, I think it's very likely. Mm. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it and he says it openly. Now again, it should be clear that many of these politicians they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism, between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. So there we have it. Your thoughts on last night and what is happening to the world uh, and that video. <laughs> well, first of all, good on Iowa. Amazing turnout. Expected uh, that it was going to be a landslide. And uh, it was a very, very, very good news to wake up to this morning. And uh, with regards to the ver video of uh, this WEF stooge, absolutely not. You have to choose you cannot have either a nation state or a world government in which these nation states are mere provinces. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a totally this is why I call it Klaus Schwabian. They turn everything upside down and it's and as we've gone on and I've listened to some of the videos so far and Klaus Schwab talking about uh, the problem of egotism and nationalism. This comes right from their websites. As you know, it goes right back to the beginning of the entire uh, Agenda 2030 and everything that they stand for, which is the end of nation states, the takeover of a global governance. And it is not a both can live in harmony. It is one is supra above the other. And then we can live with the illusion of a nation state. But as they've learned in the EU, as you're going to talk about a little bit about the head of the EU's uh, speech over there, uh, that the nation state, once the EU uh, came aboard now basically has uh, no say without Brussels thumbs up. And that's not how it's supposed to work. So uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the panels that have happened already, what you thought was alarming, what you want the people to know out there about what is happening there that they might not be seeing. Well, to the point that you just made, Klaus Schwab actually today in one of the panels said this, we risk becoming much more ego-centered on a national and individual level. To break this cycle, we need a paradigm shift. So it is exactly what is going on in the United States at this very moment with the MAGA movement, with the America First movement that they fear the most. And this is the antithesis of what is going on here at Davos is the America First movement. And this... Um, this dichotomy, as uh, Yuval Arari said, is precisely what is at stake here. And they've been, they've been talking about this for decades and decades and decades. And there is one 
um, there is one document that I wanted to bring to the attention of your audience, Mel, because your audience, I'm sure, is very much familiar with the book that was published by the Club of Rome, The Limits to Growth. On the back of that book, which came out in 1972, historian and father of liberalism, Henry Steele Commager, in 1975, wrote a declaration of interdependence. I'm going to read a few excerpts from that declaration, and then I'm going to tell you who signed it. So it starts with, at some point, it says, two centuries ago, our forefathers brought forth a new nation. Now we must join with others to bring forth a new world order. We affirm that the resources of the globe are finite, not infinite, that they are the heritage of no one nation or generation, but of all peoples, nations, and of prosperity, and that our deepest obligation is to transmit to that prosperity a planet richer in material bounty, in beauty, and in delight than we found it. Narrow notions of national sovereignty must not be permitted to curtail that obligation. And so you have, in 1975, 32 senators and 92 representatives who signed this treasonous document, and it was endorsed by UN agencies. Now, there was one brave congresswoman, a Republican congresswoman from Maryland, Marjorie Holt, who pushed back, refused to sign the document, and stated the following. The Declaration of Interdependence calls for the surrender of our national sovereignty to international organizations. It declares that our economy should be regulated by international authorities. It proposes that we enter a new world order that would redistribute the wealth created by the American people. End quote. So this was 50 years ago, and this is exactly what the WEF is about. It's about redistributing the wealth and the resources, stealing out stealing it from the citizens of individual nations and namely of the United States of America. Because if we look at the past hundred years plus, everything that has been done to undermine and impoverish and attack the United States of America and its people is just so heartbreaking to me. And, uh, and, Of course, the United States is not the only nation in this case. This is an entire racket operation whereby the WEF and their masters want to consolidate all their power and consolidate all their resources. And that includes us, as I mentioned yesterday. Yeah. Well, um, that clip that we played from Harari is totally gaslighting people. This is, again, in that document that you read, which we uh, will put a link on the resource page of the com under opposition playbooks. The truth is that they have created a idea that there's scarcity, that they're running out of resources, that God's planet is, is lacking somehow and can't keep up with population. This is a total fraud manufactured by them, a lot of it through the IMF and World Bank alone. Uh, Loans all over the world to developing nations that never develop. If they had developed all over Africa, all over the South America, all over the world, we would be flowing with 
food and abundance and prosperity, they have kept us in a state of lack. That is what the limits of growth really is about. And like we, you and I talk about often, they invert language, they invert truth to have their end goal, which is the global governance, which also I have been asking people to please go look at the September 2023 document on the White House website. It is Kamala Harris and O'Biden's recommitment to the globalist goals. And if you read that document and you read the whole thing, you're going to see that what they're talking about is another giant transfer of wealth, $3 trillion, if you put out together all the dots, of transfer to this globalist uh, entity. This, all of them are the globalist octopus of global control, interlinked agencies, including the UN, the WEF, the WHO, for global goals that don't include anything having to do with our homeland, our security, our infrastructure, our prosperity, or our future in America. And that is exactly what they're saying. And now we have a whole new uh, situation where if you do admit that that's the truth and you point to limits of growth or any of Rockefeller's other inventions, the UN, the Central um, Council of Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, uh, like you said, uh, Club of Rome, all these things, you're going to find that they don't hide this, yet they just keep reinventing it and renaming it right now it's global governance but you know that's until too many people say it and they'll do it again so let's talk a little bit about the misinformation disinformation panel since of course like everything else it's coming from them no absolutely and you just mentioned you know global governance it was great reset one world government uh new world order they have all these terms that they reinvent each time uh, once they realize that the term has garnered too much of a negative image or impression with the public. But it's the same, it's just reiterations of the same program, of the same agenda that they've been pushing for the past at least 200 plus years um, and leading up to this inflection point. You know, that's another one of the terms that they love to use here at the web. So many inflection points uh, at the moment uh, was said by one of the panelists earlier today. Um, but we are truly at an inflection point because the choice is very clear. It's either we save the Westphalian model of the nation state or we succumb to a one world order. And the agenda is very clearly laid out here in Davos throughout this week with the different panels that they have organized yeah. Um, let's play the video of the head of the EU talking about the controlling of the narrative. The top concern for the next two years is not conflict or climate. It is disinformation and misinformation, followed closely by polarization within our societies. These risks are serious because they limit our ability to tackle the big global challenges we are facing. Changes in our climate and our geopolitical climate, shifts in our demography and in our technology, spiraling regional conflicts and intensified geopolitical competition and so, their impact Nora, on supply you. chains. What, um... What were your thoughts when she was uh, telling us exactly uh, what the future holds for us in terms of free speech? <laughs> so um, yesterday we put up the table with the 10 risks. And so she starts her speech uh, at uh, the forum re referring to that, uh, to that report, the Global Risks Report. And she states, I'll just repeat it even if we just played the video, 
the Global Risks Report is a stunning and sobering read for the global business community. The top concern for the next two years is disinformation and misinformation and the polarization of our societies. These risks are serious because they limit our ability to tackle the big global challenges. That's the key sentence. Right. Because of, quote, disinformation and misinformation, which they absolutely need to curtail and to suppress, they won't be able to implement their nefarious agenda. And so that's why it's the number one top risk. And we are going to see a censorship and an attack on our free speech unlike we have never, ever seen before in 2024. What has happened up to now, you know, the the freedom of speech, but not of reach on X, uh, the manipulations of the intel agencies, the stuff that came out of the Twitter files, which, you know, were a total limited um, hangout because we know that it's still being completely manipulated um, uh, at the moment, uh, despite trying to portray Elon Musk as this free speech savior, which he is not. Um, clearly. And so what we have seen up to now is nothing compared to what's coming in 2024 when it comes to speech suppression. And it is a prerequisite for the globalists in order to implement their agenda of total control, um, of mass surveillance, of the continuing destruction of our economies and the destruction of jobs and uh, and obviously, I'm in front of the climate hub in Davos to further push ahead with their climate hoax, which is also a Trojan horse, just like the pandemics that they use in order to implement the digitization of all of our societies. And by that, as we discussed yesterday, the incarceration of human beings into these digital jails. Yeah, I mean, they are going full steam ahead. And what we also saw was Klaus Schwab in his opening speech talk uh, about uh, egotism and nationalism. And as they do on all their websites, that's I tell people that, you know, seem to think that this coordinated effort to uh, enslave us all under the 17 development goals to the one world government, to the global governance, to everything mm-hmm. from Agenda 2030, what we have mm-hmm. to understand is that this is a, um, a, a an attack on nation states, not just America, all nation states. And what that means from then on is that we are a kind of a Hunger Games type set up world where nobody really has pride in their nation. They're not going to be willing to fight back for their nation or their sovereignty or the way of life or their constitution or bill of rights. This is the end goal is to actually put all of our nations underneath them as if they're the parent company. He doesn't hide it. And he's talking about that as being something wrong. Patriotism, nationalism, um, public interest, uh, auto-determination. These are bad words to the people at the World Economic Forum. And they don't hide that. And yet people aren't really grasping that they are saying, let go of your individuality, your self-determination, your liberty, most of all, for Americans, that should be the the end game. And and so, what what do you make of that? And what is the buzz going on there with people that you find that are there that are more on our side and skeptical and kind of trying to uh, get to the bottom of where these guys are headed? Just to bounce off of what you just said, Mel, there is a reason why Commager entitled his document a Declaration of Interdependence. 
they have been trying ever since 1776 to counter your Declaration of Independence and your Constitution and your Bill of Rights. These documents are the kryptonite of the globalists. It is what stand, stands in the way of their plans. And it is so... Um, it is so anti-human, their agenda, and it is, as I said, the complete antithesis of what the founding fathers enshrined in those documents, which was the preservation of human life and human dignity and human autonomy and agency and freedom. And this is about destroying all of that. And the United States stands in the way. And 1A and 2A, the future of humanity hinges particularly on these two amendments. And this is why the number one risk, according to the WEF, is misinformation and disinformation. It is a total attack on 1A that they are rolling out through all these vehicles, through especially the European Union and, right. um, and um, they, have, they have this Digital Services Act, Act that want to limit what is shared on all these big platforms, tech platforms that we are using to disseminate information. They are putting in laws and regulations on national levels and on supranational levels through these bodies. And they are just attacking 1A through multiple angles. And it's, as I mentioned, it's going to intensify throughout 2024, especially, especially ahead of the 2024 election. And that is a big theme here actually in uh, Davos this week. They have a couple of panels dedicated to protecting democracy from bots and plots. And they have a, another panel which is entitled, let me, let me give you the exact title, because one of the panelists on that particular panel is none other than Alex Soros from the Open Society oh, Foundation. And he will be speaking on Friday on a panel entitled 2.4 billion people at the ballot box. And they're gonna, going to talk about how they need to protect these elections from any form of disinformation and misinformation. Wow, Nora, that that's mind blowing. The, Alex Soros is there to talk about uh, the elections uh, again. I don't understand how the people in the United States of America don't feel that going to the World Economic Forum knocks you off the stage of having anything to do with our government in America, our sovereign nation. Uh, this is not uh, the way that we should be handling our future. Is allowing these globalist billionaire oligarchies to go to the world and talk about plans for America. Um, that is uh, very important that everyone understands that they are having a panel about elections. It means our election. It means our free speech. It means fair elections worldwide because the Soros Open Society and their groups and their offshoots have been involved in elections all over the world, and we cannot let them decide 2024 for we the people. Thank you so much, Norbin Laden. Please, uh, some last words for the people, and then we'll be back tomorrow, 9.30 a.m., live from Davos with Noor. Go ahead, Noor, and uh, tell people how to follow you, please. Thank you so much, Mel. Uh, I'm looking forward to reporting again tomorrow for you guys. And you can follow me at uh, Noor Bin Laden on X and Getter. 
Uh, I also have my Substack, norbinladen.substack.com. And with my friend Nick Cerruti, we build a website called weandfreedom.com. And you can go check it out and we put a bunch of resources for you to educate yourself specifically on the WEF and their agenda. Excellent. Thank you so much, Noor. Stay warm. Thank you. Keep going. You're doing an amazing job. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Um, not to be surprised, nothing uh, too uh, shocking coming out of the World Economic Forum, much as much as uh, we believed would be coming. Uh, that is a little disturbing that Alex Soros is there running a panel on elections and talking about 2.4 billion people, because that's probably the amount of people that have been affected by the Open Society and other groups that have subverted uh, nations, uh, done regime change, caused color revolutions, and facilitated elections all over the world that have been contested one after another after another. And yet year goes by after year, and we do not do anything about it, which should uh, raise the alarms for everyone watching this right now. If you've not gotten involved yet, and you are pumped up and motivated by the uh, Iowa caucuses and the massive win by Donald Trump, you need to get involved right now. There's lots of things you can do out there to make sure the 2024 election is uh, on the up and up, at least that the billionaire globalist oligarchy aren't picking our government anymore. So that is where you start right now today. You watch what the World Economic Forum, who has captured our nation with their other partners, they are not alone. The international banking cartel has the most to lose. I saw Ed Dowd put out a tweet. It made me laugh. He said, uh, basically, this disease X is basically the disease of the implosion of the international uh, banking cartels um, jig uh, on, on all of our nations, what they've been doing all this time. It can no longer work. It will no longer work. And we are a nation that really needs to make some serious choices. Like Norris said, they're talking a lot at the World Economic Forum about the inflection point we are at in America right now. Well, the inflection point we are at in America right now means that you you and me and every single person watching this and everyone out there has a choice to make. Do they want to be involved in whatever happens next or do they want to sit on the sidelines? Because I firmly believe that this is a time in history that we will look back on that will be in the history books for decades and centuries to come as the time when America chose their path for the future. And the path for the future also affects the entire world. As I continue to say, uh, they are not after America. They are after the world and America is in the way. So find your passion, find your purpose. Go to the MelKShow.com resource page. We break it down into many different areas that you can get involved. Educate yourself to the point that you're an expert on just one topic and get out there and be the Paul Revere in your area, in your neighborhood, in your sphere of influence, wherever that is. And let's really take this seriously. We, the people of the United States, need to stand for freedom, liberty, truth, and justice worldwide. This will be a year of accountability as far as I'm concerned. It will be a year of disclosure. And you want to be on those front lines. You want to be a part of that. You know, we, we can all look at our past and be whatever we had been in the past. It doesn't matter right now. What matters is what you do when America is faced with tyranny and totalitarianism coming from a supra elite globalist billionaire oligarchy that none of us want, none of us voted for, and none of us agree with. So let's take back our nation, get involved now, uh, be the hero, be the leader that you're hoping will come, and we can all do this together. Every All hands on deck, guys. Uh, we will see you tomorrow live from Davos with Noor Ben Laden right here 9:30 a.m. live on X and Rumble. Thank you so much and uh, we'll see you then.
Epiderm is a luxurious, toxin-free skincare that actually works. Not only do we take the toxins out, we put the most powerful nutrients in. All of our products are an effective way to detoxify, replenish, and protect your skin. Our toxin-free, natural ingredients provide real results without compromising your skin's health. Unlock the secret to beautiful, healthy skin using this synergistic skincare system. It's never too late or too early to begin living a more beautiful life with Givaderm. Natural, healthy skin. So head on over to themelkshow.com. Go to the partners page. Click on Givaderm. Use the code MELK and get a great discount right now. Mel K here. Looks like X is going to be the front lines for the battle for 2024. So I am back on X. See me at the Mel K Show, at Mel K Show, at Mel K Show. And I will see you at X on the front lines as we march into 2024 and turn this country around. See you at Mel K Show.